0: I'm in denial. And it don't take no x ray to see right through my smile. I know. I be on the go. And it ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Oh no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. Free. All we want to do is take the chains off All we want to do is break the chains off All we want to do is be free All we want to do is make free. Can you tell me why Every time I step outside I see my niggas die oh, I'm letting you know That it ain't no gun they make That can kill my soul Take chains up. All we wanna do is take chains up. All we wanna do is be free. All we wanna do is be free. All we wanna do is take chains up. All we wanna do is bring chains up. All we wanna do is be free. All we wanna do is be free. So that was like the officers pulling them inside the car,
1: he's trying to pull away. And at no time the officer said that uh he was gonna do anything. He pulled out his weapon, his weapon was drawn And he said, I'll shoot you, or I'm going to shoot And in the same moment, the first shot went off And we looked at him, he he was shot And it was blood coming from him
0: And we took off running Are we all alone? Fighting on our own Please give me a chance I don't want to dance Something's got me down
2: I will stand my ground, don't just stand around Uh, Hey, thank you guys for watching or listening to another episode of the Just Talks podcast. My name is Jamal, I'm your host. I'm here with two of my great friends. I'm here with Adrian and Greg. Uh, I appreciate you guys for coming through. Uh, Today I'm not with Danny and Freddie. Uh, They're both at work. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea to bring on Greg and Adrian to discuss... Uh, the current situation that's going on in our country. I mean, it's been going on in our country for mad long. So there's that. But we're going to just be talking about like the current situation and what's been going on and ideas of how to move forward, basically, or what we think that we should be doing to move forward. Uh, If you guys don't know, uh, well, I don't want to jump right into it. That's that's so deep. How you guys been doing? That's a better question. It's mental health awareness. Month of the May. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I just wanted to ask y'all how how's y'all mental health been outside of this. I mean, you
3: know, things have been things have been back and forth, you know, because we working from home a lot, so we're not really integrated into our regular routines. But other than that, man, I got I got a fresh haircut, so I'm feeling really good right now. It's been like two months.
2: <laughs> I don't have a haircut yet. I'm still weird. It's all good.
3: But so you have to have one.
4: <laughs> exactly, no my mental health is all good, man. Living, maintaining, you gotta make the try, make the best out of these situations. Nah, I feel we, that at least we still got a job. You know what I'm saying? Some people not working, because We gotta work from home or go in. At least we still got it. A lot of people don't got one. So,
2: you guys, as like, uh, not gonna get too too specific, but as like uh, being in that field. You know, is there anything that you guys, like, have to say to people about, like, with mental health or anything like that?
3: I think that we don't get a lot of credit. I mean, obviously, we're we're not saving lives. We're not performing surgeries or we're not in the front lines of doing things. But I feel like this is a time where a lot of people's mental health has taken a decline. And it's good to have people like us that work in the field that can help people check in, you know, um practice healthy stuff within the household, out in the communities and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I think the type of work that we do, it's important to understand why you do it at your time like this. If you don't really have a purpose for what you're doing, then, you know, you, may, you might get depressed and you might get, you know, you might say, F it, I don't wanna do this type of stuff anymore, but you guys, you just gotta remember what you're doing it for.
4: So, Gosh, shout out to all the mental
3: health workers out there that's, that's you know, helping people stay sane.
4: Through these these hard times nah it's Um, definitely yeah Yeah. what i tell my clients you know a lot of them they anxiety is through the roof right now through this you know a lot of them the weather's getting better so a lot of them aren't as cooped up in the house and depressed as they were but you know i just reassure them that we are here for them and that they have the support and help if they need it you know we give them the resources that they need to get food or, you know, to get the mental health care that they need. We're kind of starting to open things back up out here. So we're going to start opening out, doing our group therapy a little bit more through Zoom or we're going to do them outside, make sure everybody's spacious and have the, you know, social distance and everything. So, you know, just reassuring them that they have that support because a lot of them are alone and feel like they don't have the, you know, the people that they need to, you know, get them through this time.
2: Not... That's the facts, I feel like. So now, basically jumping into it, uh, if you don't know, I mean, I, it's hard not to know unless you're not on the internet or watching the news at all. Uh, Monday, and this was in, what, Minneapolis? Minneapolis, yeah. So Monday uh, evening mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, uh, a man by the name of George Floyd, uh, he went to a store. I don't remember the kind of store, not that it really matters, but he went to a store. Uh, he went and purchased something, he wrote a check. Uh, the employee thought that the check was bad or was a false check. He called the cops instead of like security or make actually making sure that the check was fake and they called the cops. The cops came. Uh, somehow, I guess they found him when he was on his way, like leaving from the area. Uh, and basically that's when the video footages that we've seen from like outside Uh, before when they first put him in handcuffs and uh, eventually had him on the ground and the officer had his knee in the back of his neck until he took his last his last breath um how did you guys uh how do you guys feel when you first initially saw that video um
3: this this might sound a little off but I'm not surprised you know like We all know this has been an issue that's been prevalent in our American history for a very long time. And it's not the first time this will happen. It's not the last, sadly to say. So I'm not surprised. Am I am I infuriated? Definitely yes, because when when you see this, you know, these are these are the things that we say to ourselves like every day, like that could that could have been me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so crazy to see that no matter what you do differently. In America, or wherever you go as a black person, like you still get treated the same as long as the opposition does not favor you. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you went to school, if you um, have a good standing job, if you pay your taxes, if you're kind to people, if a lot of people like you, if you if you travel all over the world, you've been educated on different cultures. It doesn't matter. Like all those titles and different hats you wear as a black American, it does not matter. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so, so not surprised, infuriated, and definitely concerned. Like, I don't understand how you couldn't be concerned watching this, no matter if you're Black or not. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we're all human beings. And it's it's sad to say that we really don't have a good grasp on how we should be treating each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so emotionally wise, those are the three things I would label.
4: Uh, for me, I would say... First thing that came to mind I was I was disgusted, you know, just to see the lack of regard to human life. You know what I'm saying? It was just no remorse on that man's face. And then, you know, like A said to piggyback off that, I wasn't surprised at all. You know, this is something that we don't see, even more prevalent during our era because of social media and of recording and stuff. But this is something that's been going on when our grandparents were our age and long before that. And you know, I just think that this goes to show you how much of an endangered species that we are as black men in america and you know he just put it on you know they just put it on front street and made it even more mainstream now and i think that they need to be held accountable for what they did
2: no yeah i definitely feel that especially when you watch get into like watching the video you know um you can see like the lack of like care like people are standing there explaining like hey like He's saying he can't breathe. He's not resisting arrest. You guys have him restrained already. Like, he's not resisting. He's just saying he can't breathe. Let him breathe. Like, let him up. Stuff like that. And what does the responsibility come from? And we want to get into the video, so I'm trying to jump. I'm jumping a little bit. But that's what what was running through my head when I was watching it. It was just frustration of just the situation. But, like, similar to what you guys were saying, like, it's – discuss like you said Greg for me and then it was just the other idea of just not having I didn't really have any words for it you know what I mean like I know like with doing a podcast now like I know that people might be expecting us to talk about it and stuff like that but I didn't really have words for it because it's it's not something that I, it doesn't surprise me anymore. It, it's just something that it's becoming, it's bad that I'm becoming numb to it. And I don't want, I don't want to become numb to it because it's something so serious, but that's how I feel. I feel like I'm becoming numb to it because when I see it, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt me the way that it did before, which is, which is sad to say. It it sounds, it sounds bad, but when you see it so much, it's like, well, how how else do you feel? You know what I mean? You just start to become infuriated. You um, know
4: Oh, my bad, cut you off. Go ahead. Nah,
2: you can go.
4: Okay. And the other thing that kind of makes it makes it bad, bro. It's like you see these things, and you like already have in the back of your mind, nothing's gonna get done. You know, we don't see time and time again black men get killed and by the hands of police, and nothing's been done. These guys get a paid vacation. You know, they call paid administrative leave, but it's a paid vacation for murder, basically. You know, murdering people, assaulting people, and you know, you get paid time off. And I just think that at this point, like you said, it was a loss of words. I think it's just because we tired of talking, you know, you protest and you may riot, but, you know, they obviously, that ain't getting to them. So, I mean, I don't know, I'm not condoning violence, but, you know, at this point, we gotta we might have to look at it from an eye for eye mentality and, and just take, take that for face value. And then whatever they got to do, they got to do. You got to handle your business. You know, if a cop is threatening your life and you got to defend yourself, so be it, whatever that entails. Yeah.
2: I saw a video of, of these guys. I don't know if y'all saw it. I, I should have sent it to y'all, but there was this video of people in um, in D.C., I think it was, and this guy was about to get arrested or in the process of getting arrested, but there's like mad cops, and it was one guy, and you just see these these guys come out of nowhere and they started like pushing and they basically started out like a whole all, all out like brawl with the with the cops right there in the street I mean ultimately they all got arrested but you know it it, it doesn't look as bad when it's a bunch of people you know what I mean if you give if, if you can get what I'm trying to say whether and it's a six people on top of one person compared to two people on each of the other people that's what it ended up coming down to which looks a lot better and it's not as it's not as drastic in the situation and the outcome can be a little bit more i mean people going to jail so it's not positive but you, you get what i'm saying it, it doesn't come out to something ending fatal which is what these situations always somehow some way come out to um
3: i feel like i feel like we, we now, we're now living in an era where like again like because we like us, us three, you know people that look like us we, we, we're emotionally attached to the situation you know some of us do feel numb and I feel the sad part about this is that like me and Greg were talking about it and like he said protests are not working you know certain platforms are not working we're, we're trying to be civil about stuff like this and it's just not working and I feel like what might end up happening is that we get perpetuated back to this whole stereotype of being barbaric and being outlandish and we don't know how to act because people are gonna start reacting to this type of stuff like in ways that it's not gonna be good for other side, you know? Mm. Um but it brings up that question like what is necessary? You know what I mean? Like what is gonna be necessary moving forward as people? Like if we see some if me if me and Greg see something like that, do we intervene? You know what I'm saying? Do do we do we take the hit for the day and say, hey fuck it. You know, if this person is going to go to jail, like, we got to go to jail, too, just off the strength of, like, that's our kinfolk. But we mm-hmm. live in a society where, like, you know, you might see another brother getting attacked, but you might be like, damn, yo, it's not, at least it's not me today. And, you know, th- these type of situations make us think like that to, to the point where we don't feel like we can do anything. You know what I'm saying? And then we end up getting them to it. You know? um, So, like, I think, like, conversation-wise, like, when, when people like us sit down and talk about it, like, there's so many things to talk about. And there's so many opinions to be had, but, like, for sure, I I fear that you'll start seeing more violence as the years go by with stuff like this taking place in America. Mm. You
4: know?
3: we um, see more seen retaliation. now nah, go ahead, bro. Oh,
4: uh, And another thing, like you said, as far as the retaliation and whether or not we would jump in on seeing that, I think that's pre- we question that now because you know at one point in time that was happening. You know, everybody was, you know you watch the old documentaries of the civil rights leaders. They always going to jail together. You know what I'm saying? They was packing them all up in jail when they was protesting or if they got into it with the police or whatever. You know that ain't happening no more because we don't have as many black leaders as we once had. You know what I'm saying? And that's because when we had black leaders in the forefront, what was happening? They was getting killed. Mega Evers killed. Malcolm X killed. Martin Luther King killed. Stokely called Michael, he had his issues and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We had things that was like going on, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the ones who was trying to get us out of that mentality and letting us had us all have unity and banding together, they always getting killed or getting put in jail or being exiled from the country. It was a whole bunch of other things going on. So we don't have, you know, we don't have those leaders. And, you know, so you question whether or not it's even worth going forward or were stepping in because when you saw the people who were stepping in, they in a casket now, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I, I jumped in and save this man's life. Like the black man who was trying to intervene during the video, if he would have jumped in and just snuffed the cop who had his knee on his neck, he would have stopped. He would have saved that man's life, but he would have been in jail for assaulting a police officer. So it's so like, both would make that decision? yeah you know because that's what sure i was waiting for had, the whole time i'm not gonna lie been. to
2: you. i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but but like that's what i was waiting for the whole time i thought that that's what was like was gonna happen you know because he was he was talking like that that that's what is going to be his next move because i mean we don't we don't know if that what he was saying about the training and stuff was actually real on his half but like he said he sounded like he was not he knew what he was talking about you know so I thought at some point he was starting to get a little bit more angry and a little bit more frustrated. I thought that he was going to step up, and I thought that it was going to be – I thought it was going to be like a big fight. I didn't know that ultimately – when I was watching it the first time, I didn't know that I was about to watch a man lose his life right there. I, I had I had no idea.
4: I'm sure he wanted to jump in, but, you know, he probably got a family to go home to. And he probably was like, you know, I do jump in, and if he does have that training, I'm sure he knows the law. And he's like, if I jump in regardless of what – I'm intervening in a police situation, they arresting this man and that's the charge. And he could probably have his day in court and win that and be like, listen, they was taking that man's life and I decided to step up for a fellow human being. And, you know, he probably won that in court. But why take the risk? You know how unsuccessful black men have been in the court of law. So I'm sure he don't want to even take that risk. He got children to go home to as well.
2: Nah, that's, that's, that's facts. 'Cause you you don't you don't know people's situation. And that's what it kinda comes down to. Um, when it talks about like retaliation and stuff like that, what do you guys think about the the riots that's going on right now?
3: I, I feel like it's um like riot riots are not anything new. You know, something that I'm glad to see is that you're starting to see more um camaraderie between races you know, where the recent riot that's a place where, you know, white people, black people are helping white people, white people are helping, helping black people, you know, that got maced, you know, to bring milk, trying to wash their eyes out and stuff like that, you know, mm. so even as bad as it is, like, there's still, like, some, some unity that's getting put into place, but it's, it's, um, I, I again, like, like, like I said, like, riots, I think, reinforce that type of stereotype on a political platform or on the news, you know, people that bring up riots in the news on a bigger scale, you know, I don't know if they're going to be inviting people to a conversation where they have it open to say, hey, is rioting right to do? People are just going to continue saying like rioting is stupid, it's barbaric, look at these people, what are they doing? Um, but is it detrimental to society? I don't think so. You know, I mean, like, we see the riots where the innocent people get caught in a crossfire, you know, independent stores that have nothing to do with what's going on, you know, they're getting vandalized and, you know, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth, you know, so I think riots are always going to put people at a, at a place where they're, they're, they're more hesitant to get involved in advocating for anyone's rights or safety in America, you know, because riots are known to be violent um and the people who started are known to pretty much fail in the, in the process you know um so you know what what do we do besides that i don't know
4: and i'm i'm all for the riots to be honest with you i think that you know but like a said they seem to fail and i think the reason why they fail is like he said they attack the people who have nothing to do with it you know what i'm saying like y'all going to uh, like uh i don't know if y'all seen clips of like the rodney king riot y'all was they was going to the asian neighborhoods and tearing up their stores asians didn't do nothing to you those white men who beat that man up you know what i'm saying and why didn't you go to beverly hills and go do that why you ain't go to you know all the areas where they predominantly are white and do that and i think the same thing for this i'm sure minneapolis has plenty of predominantly white neighborhoods i don't know many black people in minneapolis but i seen all of them on that riot so it must be a lot but um wherever the, they need to go to them neighborhoods or see where them cops is at. And, and the protesting is going to be known. I put a quote up on Instagram today that I seen when I was at the Civil Rights Museum in Atlanta. And it was a quote from, um, from Dr. King. And it said, uh, a riot is the language of the unheard. Right? And it's because you try and try. You try to go to courts. You try to, to speak to these people civ- and be civil and try to really professionally get things done. And they brush it off. They don't. It doesn't get put on notice until you bust some windows open, light some fires, and attack some people. And like A said, we get looked at as monkeys and animals and barbaric and everything. So it's like, what? It's a lose lose situation. So if 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 you're gonna hear me more doing some damage, then I'm gonna do that rather than you ignoring me when I talk to you peacefully.
2: Nah, that's facts. I have. I'm for me. I'm kind of torn between with riots because like I, I agree with what you're saying, but. I mean, I, I guess it's, it's what you're saying. It has to be, like, with a focus. Because if there's no, like, if there's no focus with it and you're just writing to write, there's no, there's no direction. It, it just looks like you're, it just looks like you're wild. Because, like, people started to say, because, like I, like, I said, I I, I should have looked to see which store that was. But, like, you see, like, some of the stores and stuff that they're tearing up and destroying. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, what is that? do specifically you know what I mean now if it was those officers houses and those officers cars or other or, or regular police cars and stuff like that which I do see videos of that as well like those are focused you know what I mean and it's and it's trying to prove us a point but when it comes to like just local businesses like I don't see why AutoZone and Target had to get set on fire like what what does that have at self at the end of the day you know what I mean Like it. it it did show that you were, you guys decided to go wild. And on top of that, like you were saying, it is, you do see everybody. It's not just black people. It's not just Spanish people. It's white, Indian, Asian, like everybody's in this doing all this stuff. So, um, I, I and that's, that's the good part of seeing, it, um, actually happening because it, it is some sort of unity. And I, I saw a video. I don't know if I, I didn't send it to you guys either, but it was, um, it was like a thread on Twitter. Greg, you don't use Twitter, so you, you've never seen like a Twitter thread.
4: <laughs> but, I haven't used uh, Twitter since like 2010, bro. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's crazy.
4: Um, but on Twitter, you can do this thing.
2: You can have a thread. Uh, sometimes it's just one person, and other times it can be like other people just responding. And the posts that get the most reactions, like likes and retweets and stuff like that. But it was a thread of just one person. Uh, that was basically just walking around in, in Minneapolis, and that's how I saw that. I mean, I saw it on the news, obviously, but knowing like some of the other videos of the people like getting robbed and stuff like that, and uh, you see like these guys, these I think it was a couple black guys out there, but the, they were basically just talking to these two white guys that were sitting there. I don't, I don't, I don't know guns like that, so but there's two like basically big ass assault rifles, right? And they're asking him like, "Yo, like." How do you guys feel about the situation? And the two white guys is like, "Yo, like, what they did to that man was was unfortunate." So I I I'm all for what the, what everybody's doing right now. The only reason we out here is because we don't agree with attacking certain places that had zero to do with whatever you're doing. So if there was more of us or we got here earlier, we probably be standing in front of Target. But they were standing in front of some like tobacco store, and they were like, "We we just here." So that people don't do this to this place, but we we all for whatever. As long as y'all have a focus on what y'all doing, go at it. And so it, it just shows you that it's bringing people together because it's it's a lot of people that are tired of it of all races. You know what I mean? I'm seeing online everybody talking about it. Everybody. Oh. I think I think what will help is
3: like, you know, at these protests and which may turn into riots or just riots period blank I think that more people who have like political stature should get involved and help mold the situation you know what I mean if a bunch of people are getting together and they're passionate about something like someone should step in and be the voice of reason even if they're not entirely successful I think that more faces that are in law are in politics Mm -hmm. you know that we don't really know about we only hear about them in these small cases of things that happen and they're successful like they should they should be creating more platforms for people to actually meet and discuss these things because we we don't hear from your everyday citizen we only hear from people who have money or have some type of stature and if that's the case then we need to hear from these people more you know what i'm saying because they had they already had their foot in the door And I'm not saying that there's not people that are involved with government and law that aren't talking about these issues, but I feel like when it comes to the streets, like, there are people who would be safe out there doing what they do, and they should get more involved in it so we can hear more of a, you know, civil sound to what's going on, um like we see that we see it at different elections where you know certain parties have people come up and talk about what they feel about their political platform like we should do more of that stuff not just at election time Mm -hmm. you know that's just another like food for thought right there Another
4: another thing i think to piggyback on that as far as having people speak on our behalf i think we need more people our age talking about that you know what I'm saying because mm. yeah we have the Farrakhans the Sharptons the Jesse Jacksons or whatever but they old you know what I'm saying they, even though they still for the movement fucking Farrakhan 86 years old you know what I'm saying he's not gonna be out in the middle of a riot I mean it could lose his life in the, in the process of that you know what I'm saying like and I'm not even trying to be funny but like he can lose his life in the middle of that process no, all that stress going on he could have a heart attack he can get trampled over by people you never know you know what I'm saying and I think more young people our age because we can appeal to our generation more because how many times y'all was in high school your parents to tell you something you brush it off but as soon as your man's from school say the exact same thing you like oh I. Right. so it's true my man said it because you think oh my parents don't know what they're talking about they old. that's what people thinking they like oh here's these old dudes just barking telling us what we should be doing pull our pants up do whatever this is what we should be doing for black people but as when we get more people our age doing that i think it'll resonate more you know what i'm saying
2: Nah, that's facts do you think
4: i've been sitting there there thinking about
2: it I, i watch this long um I've re-watched this interview. I've watched it a few times. I, I don't know why, but I've watched it so many times. Um, I, J. Cole and Andy Martinez. I shared it on my, uh, in my personal Instagram today. Um, so I, it's a, an interview that I watched a few times because he did this performance of the song that I'm used. I'm, you guys didn't know this because only for people that's watching it, they're going to see the post-production stuff. But the song that I used in the beginning of this is a song that he performed at David Letterman. Uh, he he made this song. Uh, uh, no, not Kate, not Cage Bird. It was uh "Be Free." Uh, he performed this song on David Letterman. Uh, well, it would be six years now because it was when his album Four Hills Drive" came out in 2014. Before, uh, before he had the drugs. Yeah, right before he had the drugs. Uh, when uh, what was his? What was the kid's name that that they killed in uh, Ferguson, North Carolina? Um, uh, by Brown. Yeah. So it was, he did this performance then about being free and stuff like that. But uh, the point of what I'm trying to make is, um I, so I watched this interview, and he was talking to Angie Martinez, and they were going over this, and it was the idea of, he had said something about being interviewed when he, being interviewed when he went to Ferguson, because he, when he went, he didn't go there to be interviewed. He just wanted to be with the people and feel what the people felt. He didn't go there for publicity. He didn't go there with cameras. Like he's J Cole, he could have did that stuff, but he didn't do that. He didn't go there for that. Um, we would have never known if people didn't put him on camera. And uh, he said he didn't want to speak. And Angie was like, "You have to. You have to. Like you have to use your voice because people look up to you and people listen to listen to you when you speak." And he he related it back to um, something that 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 Pac said when Pac was alive. And Pac was like, I might not be the change, but I'll be paraphrasing. I might not be the the change, but I'll be the, the, what sparks the change. I could be, I can say something that'll spark the change into the next generation. And, um, so they were talking about stuff like that. And they were talking about like, what, what is it that we do? You know what I mean? And he was like, we all get caught up in the idea of, um, we we care so much like we will do something like this we will talk about it we'll have this like forum or whatever and we'll talk about it you know what i mean uh but then uh real life starts to set in we could care so much but caring for this doesn't doesn't pay our bills doesn't keep our lights on doesn't make sure that we have food on our stomachs like do we still have to do all this other stuff so how what is it that we do where we're able to do both and that was kind of like my question to you to you guys is like how do we keep that focus on doing both like what steps do we take on to make sure that we're able to do both and do something further than just talking about it cuz at the end of the day right now that's all that the three of us are doing you know what i mean so like what do you guys have any ideas of any thoughts of what you think that we should do i always i always
3: feel that you have a decision. Anybody can make money, right? We can, we can do multiple things to make money. But I feel mm. like people who have careers or the people who have hobbies always integrate that, you know what I'm saying? So like, for example, I work with kids. So this is something I can sit down with my kids and talk to them about. And some of them may be ignorant, some of them may, and not in a bad way, some could be oblivious to this stuff right now. Some can be ignorant to the point where they might say something that 's like, "Whoa, how could you say that but that 's how things start. you know what I mean you know what i mean um there's there's small things that you can do like if you if you work at a place that you know there 's a lot of emails going back and forth, you can share an email with your coworkers you know you can share links through text messages, you can create group chats you know you can um you can get the community events that go on about awareness and town halls and post that stuff up where you work. You know what I mean? You can get bumper stickers that say certain things, you know, it's, it's all about that small stuff. Like it's like, it's all like links in a, in one chain. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like once you, once you take your, humane positive philosophies and things that matter to you in life and you bring that over into what you do on a day-to-day basis, that's how it works for a lot of people. Cause like you said Jamal, like we don't have the time to like really sit down and be as creative or be as attentive and put so much time mm-hmm. to doing big things like this. You know what I mean? So in the meantime, when you had the time, like start those conversations. Like you know, you in a break room, you know, with your coworkers, like start, start a conversation. You know, because they can start a conversation at home when they go home, or they can talk to somebody else. And then, you know, it spreads like wildfire, you know, mm-hmm. um,
4: that's that's my fault. I, I agree with that. I think having those conversations, that's uncomfortable with people. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, you know, if you're in a corporate office building, you, it might not be the time and place for that. But like you said, in the break room or after work, where you all go get drinks or something bring that topic up, be like, yo, well, listen, like, I ain't trying to kill a vibe, but how y'all feel about what's going on right now? Like, give me a straight up answer. And if they, you know, challenge them, question them, debate with them, you know, don't force your ideas onto other people. You gotta be open. People grew up in different areas. They had different walks of life. They may see things differently. You know what I'm saying? Like me and H spoke earlier. We was like, yo, this is some people who either are in now or they're completely oblivious to this, to the like overt racism that goes on in this country, you know? And, and it goes full circle, you know, like speaking, like I speak to our friend Kuhn, he lives all the way in Europe. And he hit me up and dad told me, yo bro, you need to leave America because like, I, I fear, I fear for y'all. Like, and this is our, our white friend. He lives in the Netherlands and he fears for us because what he sees going on in our country doesn't even go on, on his side of the planet. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, and he and he said a lot of Americans are moving over to his side because they don't feel accepted or they don't feel safe in this country. And this supposed to be the greatest country on earth. So you know, to do little small things, start those conversations. You know, contact the city officials that you know have some sort of uh, power into our, you know communities. You know, I know on Instagram this guy Sean King. He's been doing a lot of activism and stuff, and so he much. posted the phone number of the um. He posted the phone number of the district attorney in Minneapolis so that we can, you know, basically put the word out there to bring these men to trial for this, put them on trial for this murder. Those little things, you know, you may think, oh, this is on Instagram. I ain't going to call this number. You know what I'm saying? But you taking the two minutes, you're probably not going to talk to this man or woman on the phone for whoever the district attorney is. You're not going to talk to them on the phone for that long. They're probably busy. You may get their receptionist or their secretary and you call and just be like, listen, I just want to... Put the word out there I think that this should be done and I'm petitioning that these men get brought to trial for the murder that in, and and you know obviously and they need to be held accountable to the full extent of the law so those little things calling those people handing out the flyers like I said, having those uncomfortable conversations you know it's easy for us here to talk about it because we're all the targets so mm-hmm. to speak in this you know any just like that man was laid down that could have been any one of us you know what I'm saying and you know, and like A said also reaching the youth. I have a 10-year-old brother, you know what I'm saying? I have to talk to him because in a few years he's gonna be going out by himself, hanging out with his homeboys, you know what I'm saying? And it just takes one time. It just take one time, one bad interaction with a cop, and that's either your that's your life. Figurative figuratively or literally, you know what I'm saying? Either he's losing his life in prison or he's losing his life completely. You know what I'm saying? One bad situation with a cop, whether he was innocent or not, you know what I'm saying? And you know, even getting pulled over, you got that, you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach. Like, all right, damn, I'm about to be one of these people on Instagram. You know, you don't you never know, so you gotta have those discussions and bring that stuff up and be a hundred with the youth and let them know. Don't sugarcoat it, you know, so they could be aware when they get to.
2: Yeah, I, I was watching a video, another video that's on Twitter. Uh, this guy, this father, was basically going through the situation with his son and teaching him like a breathing technique that he could have done if he was in the same situation um and it's like that's not I, i'm we the three of us are far away from having kids but when it comes down to that time that that's not something that i want to have to worry about teaching teaching my my son my daughter or like my, even my younger cousins that are coming up behind me and my brother, who, I mean, my brother's a little bit more mature, but still, like, that's not stuff that I want to have to worry about trying to teach somebody. That's not something that we should have have to worry about um, teaching people. Um, I, I kind of wanted to focus it on a uh, black and blue thing because I, I wouldn't necessarily say, I, I try not to get into... A lot most of the cases are always with cops. You know what I mean? Not saying that there aren't any situations when it's not cops, um, because we did have the situation that happened months ago that we actually just heard about recently. Uh uh, and that was that was more or less of a of a black and white thing. But most of the time it is a black and blue thing when it comes to like just just the badge. And um that's it's like I said, it's not it's not something that I want to to try to teach people, you know what I mean? Um, do you think something that I've heard a couple times? Uh, do you think that making, I mean, it's kind of hard in New York because the city's so big, but if, do you think that having certain police officers police certain areas? Make a difference, like basically with like you the post office. I applied for the post office once upon a time, and I almost worked there. So once upon a time, they tell you that when you work for a post office, you mainly deliver in your neighborhood. You don't deliver in. I I wouldn't go and deliver in Beverly Hills if I live over here. You know what I mean? Do you think that that should be something that they would do in should do and make it would make a difference
3: so so for example if you have a population of african-american police officers who live in brooklyn they work in different areas of brooklyn mm-hmm. that, that's not a bad idea but here, here, here's some. so i'm pretty sure jamal i'm pretty sure you've seen it too because me and greg was talking about this earlier today this video of a black police officer getting getting rocked by a young boy and <laughs> <laughs> in a park because he's pressed them about playing ball and granted like i'll probably never be that ballsy i'm not gonna lie to you because i don't know i feel like i'm more i want to say more smart but i'm just more careful when it comes to stuff like that yeah. but the young, the young man is not coming from a crazy place because he's looking at another black man who has to be aware of police brutality in america yeah and coming i don't know if he, if that police officer was from the neighborhood or not But you're in a neighborhood where you see a kinfolk, and you are showing complete disregard. There's multiple ways of doing your job as a police officer. Yeah. So many ways you can do it. You know what I mean? And he chose to do it in a way that spoke disrespect to the young man. Mm. because. They they don't have to be cousins brothers or whatever the case might be but you black and I'm black we both know here we both here you understand what the state of this whole thing going on with America with with uh, um racism in America so h- how could you how could you advance to me in in a fashion that tells me that you probably don't even care you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and I would love to hear that officer speak up and really talk about. What goes on in his in his division, where he works at, and how he' views what's going on because I would really like to know where he was coming from with
4: that you know
3: yeah. um i I feel as though when it comes to white officers, I feel as though like. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't benefit the the white the white neighborhoods because I feel like there's gonna be black people that might be rolling through some of these neighborhoods at some point. You know what I mean? And those officers might look at like like a person of color and be like, "Oh my God! Like I've never seen you here before." So next yeah. thing you know, they ch- they chasing that person into the next neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Or they call they call officers in the next in the next unit like, yo, you gotta find this person and da-da-da. You know what I mean? Um I, I think it would have worked better for the black community if black people started seeing more black officers and black officers started being more integrated into their communities and really take a stance when it comes to teaming up with an officer who may be Latino or they may be white or, you know, Asian you know what I'm saying because I think that when we see a lot of videos of brutality, you see the ethnic officer right there. You see them right there. And and what what, what is that conversation like when you get back in the squad car? to the precinct. How does that look?
2: I, I always wondered like I always wondered that when seeing these videos and I always wondered like what is y'all conversation? Like what do y'all say to each other? <laughs> you know like like, what, what is it that you possibly say to each other? Like, I saw another one when the guy had him pinned down and the guy he said he shot him and then the, the cop just grabs his gun and bah, bah, and that was it. And my idea is, my question is, like, when y'all was riding back after the, the emergency people came and picked this guy's body up and stuff like that, like, when y'all on the way back to file the paperwork, like, what are y'all saying to each other? <laughs> what is our what
4: is your conversation from here on out? Like how do y'all look at they each other? They laughing. Them? They laughing.
2: And I'm I'm laughing right now, but I'm not laughing laughing like that. Like I'm 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 laughing at that idea of like how do you have a conversation with each other after that?
3: I I, I feel like, you know, you you, you don't want to jeopardize trivial things for your career, you know, when you have a plan about what you want to do with life, but it's like I'm pretty sure we've all had that time where we were working at a job, whether it was a career or not, and you just come to that point, we're like, yo, I, I can't be down with y'all. Mm-mm. I see how things are going. I got to go. Mm-hmm. I can't be a part of this 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 organization no more, you know, because yep. you got to things that's not right. And I've spoken up about it five times. But like you said, Jamal, these are not things that you should even have to speak up about. Like it should be like basic common sense. Like yeah. you know what I mean? But you know, people do speak up about these things and they don't see no change happening. So, you know, if if I was a police officer and, you know, my partner or my precinct that I'm working for, like, I can see them practicing justice every day. I can't be a part of that faction no more. Mm. Because I'm I'm jeopardizing who I am as an individual. You know what I mean? For 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 what? For some money? I could I could go make money doing something else. You know? Damn, so, yeah, man. You
4: know, it's crazy. I think, listening y'all speak about it, I think it's more so, I think they scared. You know what I'm saying? Because if you look at what, you know, statistically, I think they said, like, the NYPD and the LAPD are, like, the two most corrupt and racist police departments in the country. And I think that, you know, they, like you said, how the black man got knocked out by the young man, his, wife, his white partner was right behind him. He's showing off trying to try and fit in because when they go back to the precinct, he's getting faced with the racism that we get faced with outside. So in the department, these black officers are getting faced with the racism, the discrimination by these white officers. And when they get out in the field, they want to show off and prove themselves. They want to, you know, they, they're trying to prove themselves. So they acting out. And, you know, he faced the rap. He took, he, t- he caught a two piece and, and a biscuit and he, <laughs> you know, he faced the rap for that, but that's what you get for showing off. You know, now if he would have handled it the right way and just talk to young all I mean, like, like, yo, listen, you know, I understand, you know, y'all want to play some ball and just get out there, but we really can't have that right now. Can y'all please just, you know, just congregate somewhere else and just respect the social distancing. That's all he had to do. It's all about your approach. But when they come, hey, what the fuck y'all doing? Get on the ground. Uh, then people going to react like that. People are not supposed to be talked to like that. So, and you going to come, you're going to meet me with disrespect. I'm going to have to give it right back to you because some people don't care about that badge or that guns. There's some people out there in the world, like a- me and Abe was talking earlier, who really don't care. There's some people in the world right now, in the hoods, who if a cop comes up to him, he might shoot him in his face and not, and go to bed and not have an issue with it. But you know what I'm saying? All that's gonna get portrayed is, oh, young black man killed police officer with no regard. But when this stuff happens and it's flipped, it ain't nothing. And like you said, other minority officers need to step up as well. The black officers, the Latino officers, the Asian officers, the, the man George Floyd who got killed. The Asian officer was sitting there letting it happen. He was bro, he arguing. wasn't even he wasn't even watching. He had his bro, back to him. Watching. He never he never turned around. He easily, bro, he could have easily told that man yo, 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 get off his neck. When the paramedics came, he kept his knee on that man's neck. They checked his pulse with the man's knee still on his neck. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even tell him to get off. Thank you. Which is crazy Thank as you. a par- as a
2: paramedic. As Thank a paramedic you. at what point they didn't tell him to get off.
4: Exactly. At what point is this going to stop? The female firefighter, uh, she came and she has, yeah, I'm sure they have they get EMT training as well. Yeah, they have to, yeah. She, she, knew, she knew that man was unresponsive. She knew that was a, a deadly uh, hold to be having on this man. This man is handcuffed on the ground. There's no reason for him to even still be on the floor. Pick him up, put him in a car if you're going to arrest him. You know what I'm saying? I watched the full video of when they pulled him out the car, and it was at like the, from the camera of the store that called the police on. It was like a corner store, you know. Y'all pulled him out the car. He wasn't resisting at all from the jump. So for and he was on his feet when he got the car. So y'all threw him to the ground, and then proceeded to do that. Y'all 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 already had malice in your mind from jump and and this. Yeah, no,
2: that that shit is. It's crazy, especially because like there's there's been so many cases, and it's it's wilder when you look at some of these cases, and you see that um, the people that are uh the the people that commit it's it's a crime. So the people that commit these crimes and do these things to to the pe- to to these people are people that already have track records of doing stuff in the past and their offices don't really care until it's completely in the public. Like, when we were talking about that situation, I think that was in the Bronx or somewhere somewhere in New York where that cop um, flipped that kid, you know, and, and, had, and was sitting on the kid's neck, you know, and he was on video, and he, he basically saw, like, he didn't care or whatever. Um, the The question becomes, like, What, what do you, that guy, what I was about to say was that guy, he had like a long list and he's cost the department hundreds of thousands of dollars over the, over the years. And it's like, when you have these cases and same thing with this guy, they posted uh, his track record and stuff that he's done over the past um, years. And it's like, when you have these long track records, like why, when we do something at work, if you do something too many times, you've done (laughs) <laughs> you clipped So why is it that as a police officer Can you make that many mistakes Because that's what they call them So why are you able to make that many mistakes And just act as just a pat on the back I mean now he got arrested Which is a little bit different I mean not arrested but he got fired But why did it take this for him to get fired When he has a track record? And that's not just him that's you know I... all cops
4: you, got, you, got... you know what Oh my bad You know why that is because they investigate each other you know what I'm saying? When this stuff happens, it's the police, the, that police department that they work with are investigating these crimes. So it's like, you know, you not. if I go to court for a crime and all of y'all are the jury, y'all really think I'm gonna get, y'all gonna call guilty on me? Like if I, if the 12 jurors is all my homies or all people I know for a while, y'all really gonna throw me under the bus like that? You know what I'm saying? So that's why they need to have outside departments or whoever, like I know they said the FBI is investigating this murder which yeah. is good, because taking it out of the department. Stuff could get swept under the rug and just settle it out with a check. No, There's no amount of money that could equate to a human life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you're going to write this man, George Floyd's family, a check for having many millions of dollars, and that ain't going to bring that man back. Yeah, that's going to help his children and his family, but that ain't going to bring that man
2: back. Nope, not at all.
3: What I was going to say was, like, to, to piggyback off of G, it was like, you got to look at who who's the top dog, who, who, who's who's facilitating, who, who's, who's getting all these offices in the conference room, and what, mm-hmm. what type of conversations they're having,
0: because mm-hmm.
3: um, they're all investigating each other, and they're all patting each other on the back and looking out for one another, which is not wrong. The philosophy of looking out for people that you work with is not wrong, but mm-hmm. what you're looking out for people for, you know, and I think that at that, at that junction, someone else needs to come in and reevaluate that, like, I know at my job, one of the questions I have when I see or hear about staff doing some ridiculous things, I'm like, yo, what was the interview process like? What questions were asked when you put these people on the team? You know what I'm saying? Did
2: they ask about their past, their beliefs? Yeah,
3: like these are all questions you should really be putting on the table because you your your job is to protect and serve the public, which means that especially in no matter where you go, but where we come from from New York City, one of the most okay. diverse cities in America, like this this you don't you don't have you, you don't have the right to be biased. You don't. You can't. They can't you can't tolerate that at that level of, of a career path. You can't you can't really operate like that. You know, you may you may not want to work in certain areas, or you may not want to work with certain people in your department because of their religious beliefs or their practices, and whatever the case might be. But when it comes to treating human beings as human beings, there should be no
2: there's no question about
4: that. Exactly. it's
2: not even up for debate. You know what I mean? I, um, nah, that's facts. I, I had a, like a, another question for y'all. Of something that y'all would like to see uh whether the whether it's the government as a whole, which I guess it would be the government as a whole, um do to make people a little bit more comfortable with uh law enforcement. Is there is there anything that y'all would like to see? Because I feel like if you are I feel like if you become comfortable, right, you know what I mean, um, almost like, think about it on a small scale. I mean, uh, schools, they can't do this stuff to people, um, but, like, on a small scale, people do, like, uh, you know, you have, like, events with teachers and um, principals and stuff like that, so you get to know them, so you don't feel as, you, you respect them, but you don't feel as pressured or scared when they come to you to talk about a situation of if they thought that you did something wrong or if you actually did something wrong, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, do you guys have something like that of what you would like to see? I,
3: I I don't know, but I tell you what I've seen videos. I I seen a video at some point late last year of an African-American college student getting dragged out of her college classroom in front of all her peers. And it's like, The classroom ain't safe no more. You know what I mean? Um, And at my job where I work with kids, there's been conversation about that because some of the kids that I work with, they they go AWOL. They run away from the program, and they have to get brought back by police officers. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not the best interaction because they're, they're completely out of their window of tolerance. They're reactive. They're violent. And the police officers have to do what they have to do to restrain them. And when they get brought back, they don't have that type of rapport with them. I, I I don't know. I, I feel like the simple answer for me is just hold people accountable. That 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 That's what would give me comfort in these. If I see more police officers getting held accountable to a proper standard. You know what I mean? Um, because like, again, like I, there's nothing like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot that I can do about the color of my skin. But do I want to do those things? No. So I feel as a black man in America, Police officers could, could smile at me day in and day out. I'm never going to have that comfort level with them. Because at the end of the day, I don't know them. You know what I mean? And I don't. I know what they're capable of at the end of the day. And I feel as though, like, you know, it's, I don't know, man. Black people have been getting hoodwinked for, for, <laughs> for, for a long time. So I don't know how to answer that question just by saying like hold hold these people accountable and I don't know if I can even get there even if that's the case yeah
4: I think there's no trust factor you know I think it never will be I think America blew it a long long time ago they had many opportunities to fix what was wrong with police and just in general and they they dropped the ball in that a long time ago so I think we're a little too far gone for that I think Going forward, like you said, hold them accountable because the officers are starting to be held accountable. The officers would think twice before doing a lot of things that they're doing. And also, I think, you know, as far as, you know, them getting to know people, I just think that, I don't know, I just think they need to get trained on how to approach people. And the same, they, and they need to learn to keep the same energy. They approach, you see how they interact when they approach uh, white people they need to approach us the same way. You don't approach them all outright and aggressive like that. You any human being, if you it's fight or flight, if you going depending on the person you approach, they're gonna react a certain way. Like either they're gonna challenge you back or they're not. And you know, at, at this point, I just think they if they learn how to approach people, then they'll be then they'll be better off with their interactions. And like A said, the hiring process, y'all need to look at who you hire and look at their background. A lot of these cops are people who was getting bullied and was punks their whole life and then they join a gang because the police department is a gang. They join a gang it's and the then game they to feel handle. tough and then and then they start and then they start feeling themselves, you know, they get the battery in their back once they put that vest and that badge and that gun on. So it's like you killing us and you more protected than I am. I'm sitting here with just I'm in my car, you know, I ain't got nothing on me. But you got a gun, a bulletproof vest, a badge and a and a nice stick. And a Taser and Mason, all this, all these weapons. But you scared of me? I make one false move and you are gonna pull a trigger. Like I, I don't, I don't get it. So, see who you hire and check their background. Make sure these, make sure their mental health is right. Because a lot of these people are unstable, putting on these police uniforms.
2: That is a super facts. And yeah, I don't want, I don't want to just repeat what you said, but the, I don't, I don't think that that's something that they, they, they look into until after. You know what I mean? And after it's too late especially when you put them – you're throwing somebody in a role that I respect you for going into because it is a dangerous role of trying to catch people that are doing the wrong thing and that you putting your life in, in danger because people don't want to go to jail, you know? So I respect that, but it has to have a balance. Like, in the NFL, I mean, people in the NFL commit crimes all the time, but in the NFL, when they when they draft people, they go off a of, that you have to be a good person first like they look at all that stuff about you they you have to have some sort of common sense and stuff like that you have to meet those those ground those ground level things and it's like why as a as a cop don't don't you have to meet those things it's like they just worry about if you're able to do these do these certain specific things like physically or mainly physically at least that's what it seems I, I don't i don't see anywhere else as to where it's anything outside of it you know what i mean um do you guys have any like closing thoughts or anything that you guys want to to bring up about this topic or floor is open for whatever y'all gotta say
3: um i don't know i feel like i feel like you know this like like what what we're doing right now right here is 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 golden. We, you know, and we've done this before. We've done this with Sandra Bland, we've done this with Dr. Sebi. we've done this with multiple other people. And I feel mm-hmm. like what 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 we do here is a reminder to people that don't stop. You know, what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying? Like as as much as we feel hopeless sometimes or we feel numb to the whole to the whole situation, like we gotta keep doing these things, man. Because like we, we as a people have so much potential um, and when we come together there's so much promise you know what I'm saying um, so I'm gonna just say that because I don't I, I know this is such a topic and the next conversation I have about this probably won't be so pleasant when I'm off camera but at the same time like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to I don't want to leave on a note where it's like I, now I'm just mad and angry. people are gonna feel how, people are gonna feel how they feel but um, you know, I feel as though like keep keep doing keep doing these good things, you know, keep bringing people into the into the conversation, um, and expose yourself. Like some of this stuff is painful to watch, you know. And no one's saying that you gotta you gotta sit down and go through a whole clip, you know. Sometimes I just see, I just I'm never saying shit, and I'm like, wow, ah, okay, you know, And it might it might take me some time to go back and like read an article or watch a video, but stay informed, you know. Don't don't listen to everybody else that's talking about stuff. Stay informed, do your own research and really pay attention to what's going on. Mm.
4: I I would, that was well said. Um, you know, like you said, do your research. Don't don't just listen to what everybody's saying. You know, don't wait till a celebrity says something to want to get on board, you know, because, and, and put just learn to put yourself in other people's shoes, have some empathy, you know what I'm saying? Like. know empathy is a big thing because anybody could easily say you know like you said you guys are being numb you know put yourself in that man's shoes that man probably was scared to death you know what I'm saying and he was a big dude you know what I'm saying He was a taller dude everything he probably one-on-one could beat that cop up but at the end of the day he's helpless and you know he probably was scared to death you don't know what those final neither, neither of us know what those final moments of life is like and you know, whatever emotions he was going through at that time, that probably was the, the the scariest thing he ever had to deal with. And I think that, you know, you doing things like this, holding these forums and, and things to, to speak out about it is very beneficial because like I said, this is pe- this coming from people in our age bracket where you're all young men under 30 and we can reach the people our age and younger. You know, they'll listen to us more than they will listen to people our parents' age. And I think that, you know, if you can get in contact with more government officials, uh, I don't know if you could get as high as to like the mayor or the governor, but if you could get some city council members, some, you know, some senators or whoever, you know what I'm saying? If you could get in contact with those people, you know, send letters send emails and put it out there and let them know you would, you would like to hear what they got to say on these topics. I think it will behoove them to take the opportunity to speak to a young black man who's and and you know this is a form of media who's in the media who can reach to the to the masses you know to the people who aren't watching the news who aren't doing those things who just going off of social media at least they can go on social media and get something that's that's informative and that's that's relevant and 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 just has that you know it's credible you know you're a credible source you're not just blurting out shit that you've seen on on instagram you actually doing your research and you questioning us and me and A have done our due diligence as well and i just think that you doing what you're doing is is the start of it you know like you mentioned pop this is sparking the movement because hopefully other people will see it and want to get on board and you know want to join into your your podcast and want to speak on these topics and, and you know take it from there we shouldn't be afraid to speak about these topics we shouldn't only want to talk about sports and music and girls and clothes and whatever
2: yeah no that's that's definitely that's powerful um yeah, I I I'm gonna try to keep doing stuff like this. Um, and like you said, Danny and Freddie aren't here today, and I definitely want to have the same conversation with them. Uh, I mean, I know that they're gonna feel the same, pretty much the same way. Cause I talked to Danny a little bit. Um, Freddie always voices his opinion the same way, so um, it's is something that I want to keep doing and, and reach out and ask people certain questions the same way and ask them if they take this into consideration when they when they make certain decisions in their lives and um, moving forward. Something I definitely want to see, obviously want to see something, see, see change in. I shouldn't have the, as a black man growing up in America, I shouldn't have the thought in my head of not being, of questioning, do I want to bring kids into a world like this? You know what I mean? So um it's something that I wanna see the change definitely see change in, You know what I mean? So yeah. Um yeah. You, you guys have anything else before I like close out? I feel like we touched on pretty much everything and we said we said a good bit. Um so yeah. Uh I wanna thank you guys all for tuning in and listening to everything that we had to say today. Um appreciate you guys all just prayers for all the families That are being affected by stuff like this And uh, just in general you know, there's, there's no like real happy ending to, to this Just uh, this, this time the So uh, thank you guys for watching and listening uh, Peace until next time.
0: And I'm in the now And it don't take no x-ray To see right through my smile I know I be on the go, uh, and it ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Oh no. Uh, and all we wanna do is take the chains off. All we wanna do is break the chains off. All we wanna do is be free. All we wanna do is be free. All we wanna do is take the chains off. All we wanna do is break the chains off. All we wanna do is be free. We want to do. Can you tell me why? Every time I step outside, I see my niggas die. Oh I'm letting you know that it ain't no gun they make that can kill my soul. Oh no. Say like, all we wanna do is take the chains off. All we wanna do is take the chains off. All we want to do is be free All we want to do is be free All we want to do is take the chains off All we want to do is break the chains off All we want to do is be free All we want to do is be free So now it's like the officer's pulling
1: him inside the car He's trying to pull away And at no time the officer said that uh, He was going to do anything Until he pulled out his weapon His weapon was drawn and he said I'll shoot you or I'm going to shoot and in the same moment the
0: first shot went off and we looked at him, he was shot and it was blood coming from him and we took off running Are we all alone Fighting on our own Please give me a chance I don't want to dance Something's got me down I will stand my ground Don't just stand around Don't
1: as we took off running i ducked and hid for my life because i was feared for my life and i hid by the first car that i saw my friend he kept running and he told me to keep running because he feared for me too so as he was running the officer uh, was trying to get out of the car and once he got out the car he uh he pursued my friend but his, his weapon was drawn now he didn't see any weapon drawn at him or anything like that Us going for no weapon His weapon was already drawn when he got out the car. He shot again, and once my friend felt that shot, he turned around and he put his hands in the earth, and he started to get down, but the officer still approached with his weapon drawn, and he fired several more shots, and my friend died.